Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. We're getting to the heart of what matters. I have my wonderful guest and co-host Thomas Campbell, Tom Campbell, um, from My Big Toe, which is a trilogy of books that he's written. Um, he has a YouTube station with hundreds of videos, and lots of people have heard about Tom, but if you haven't, he is a physicist, and um, we love to uh, chat about, I guess, for me, it's like taking the things that we need to do in our personal lives to bring it to the higher consciousness so that we can really kind of see it from all angles and to work on it. And we've done some pretty amazing shows, I think. <laughs> and I think we have uh, a lot of people that agree. I, uh, I've recently come in contact with a woman named Susanna Ferreira. And she says, Tom, that if it weren't for you, um, you know, she doesn't know that she would have survived this past year. She's had a pretty nasty breakup and a lot of stuff that's happened. And you know, she said, if it weren't for you, there's been nights that, you know, she's been able to listen to your voice so that she can fall asleep. She really, really appreciates the work that you do as, as we all do appreciate everything that you do, Tom. Um, you're really an amazing teacher that, um, that we love. So today I thought we would talk about purpose because I think often we get very confused about purpose. And I know for you, it's very, very clear. And, in some ways, it's very, very simple, um, but we often want to put purpose with our identity, as in what we identify as our work or who we, you know, who we believe we are, like that, that kind of false sense of this is what I do. And we think that our purpose is somehow connected to what we do for a living, and I'd really like to discuss that. I think we kind of get messed up or confused about our soul's purpose or our purpose here um, because we do often focus on our identity as what we do versus who we are. Mm -hmm. And so let's chat about that just because I think it's just, it's, it's such an important concept to understand certainly once you know how who you are what you do you can be who you are and live with purpose in anything that you do but mm -hmm. it's this this belief that <clears throat> I think that we need to be special or that we have to you know find that special calling because there's so much out there on the internet and so many people that promote that as part of um this work that we're that we're in and I think it gets very confusing as to you know what is what is our purpose so let's let's chat <laughs> okay let's do that uh, first of all thank you for that very nice introduction you always give me a, a, a wonderful introduction I, I'd come here and talk with you just for the introduction <laughs> well thanks Tom <laughs> uh, it's uh this is a nice subject like you say, it's very simple. If you look at it from the very biggest picture, then two words, your purpose is to become love. 
So it can't get any simpler than that. You can get it down to just two words. If you can become love, then you are fulfilling your purpose and you will be satisfied. You will be uh, happy. You know, your life will be full of joy. Things will be just really good when you are satisfying your purpose. Uh, life gets good. So that's the simple idea. And of course, we can then take it a little more complicated and we can say, well, what does that mean? Become love. And we can say, well, that means getting rid of your fear. Right. And what does fear mean? Well, that means getting rid of your ego, you know, your ego, your beliefs. Um, and we'll kind of devolve that a little bit. And the ego is our attachment really to our fear. It's our, it's our awareness and service of our fear. That's what our ego is. And unfortunately, that's how most of us define ourselves because we let our fear define us. Right. We, it's, it's, our, it's, it's our fear is really who we become. We become this person who's struggling with fear. You see, so our ego is, is really a, a, a product of that fear. And then so are the beliefs as uh, you you call your story, you know, your your beliefs, uh, the things that you think you are or, or think you should be, um, those tend to be beliefs. So how do we, you know, how do we get to this, this purpose when you talk about your purpose in life? And we'll try to get it down from the, from the, the you know, the, the uh, abstract concept of become love and uh, get rid of fear and ego. Your purpose in in whatever you do, you know, whether it's your job, you know, how you get paid, how you pay the rent, or whether it's in whatever else you do, you know, maybe your job is to take care of your home and take care of children and that sort of thing, or maybe take care of elderly parents or whatever your job turns out to be, um, or maybe your job is a volunteer, but whatever it is. They all have the same purpose, and that's to grow up, to get rid of that ego. And getting rid of that ego means that your life is more about other people than it is about you. Right. It's not all self-focused. And you can do that anywhere, any job, any career, anything you do all day. You know, if it's if you can, you know, if it's about others, then that's the path forward. If it's just about yourself, my needs, my wants, you know, the way I want life to ha happen, the way I want people to look at me, you know, if it's all about you, that uh, I want people to like me, I want to be lovable, I want to have friends, I want to have a, a significant other, I want to have a great love relationship, I want to have this security and, the, you know, these feelings of happiness and satisfaction, and that's what I want. But if you look at that in terms of I want, you almost guarantee that you won't get it because the I want is what gets in the way and keeps pushing it further and further away from you. So instead of looking at it in terms of the I want, you need to look, you need to just let that go. Let the I want go away. So it's not about what I want. What can I do to be useful or helpful or make somebody else feel good or feel better? How can I contribute? And of course, whatever your work is, whether you're taking care of elderly parents or children or, you know, working at the office, you are doing things, you know, with other people. 
you're engaged with people. The only problem career I could think is if you sat at home, you know, like in your cave and never left. Well, most of us don't do that. Most of us interact with, with, uh, with, with people. And if we are just sitting in our cave, that's probably because we're depressed because that's what depressed people do. They, they withdraw, right? They right. withdraw from people, which is exactly the opposite of what they need to do. What they need to do is connect with people and not with any sense of how these people will like me or how these people will treat me or how they'll think of me or will I find a significant other in these people. See, that's all interacting with people, but focused on yourself. If you interact with people with the idea of just getting to know people, just, you know, without any particular uh, agenda or preconceived notion or the way you want it to come out, just interacting. And as you interact, it's what can I give? How can I help? You know, where, you know, it's just fun just to share sometimes without any expectations of anything. So if you can let go of the of the I wants and I needs, let go of the ego, which is, again, just your fears. Your fear is, I'm not lovable. People won't like me. I'll never find a significant other. My life is always going to be a struggle. I'm not going to find that happiness. I'll never find joy in my life. You see, these are all the fears that you have. And as long as you have those fears, you probably won't because it's the fear itself that chases those things away. Plus, when you think of purpose as what you're doing or your work, you know, most people are miserable at their work because, again, like you said, they're focused on how they, you know, how people are treating them or like they're getting into, you know, the me story. But it's always there's always a great story that goes along with work. So people are always searching, I don't know, for that evasive happiness that always seems to be outside themselves. But so when they think of purpose, it's like they think that there's some magical grandiose, you know, thing that's going to make them happy and feel that they yeah. have purpose, right? Yes. Many people have this idea that somehow if you could just get the outside world right, <laughs> if you could just get it configured the way you want it, if you just met the right people, if you just had the right boss... You know, if your work was just not so repetitive and we have all of these things about how if the, if the environment and the people around you changed, you could just be so happy, you see, and it doesn't work like that. Happiness isn't something that you get because the outside world conforms to being the way you'd like it to be. Right. That will not happen. Happiness is something you get because you care about other people. It's what you give is what makes you happy. It's not what you get. And, you know, that's just a very simple thing, but that's just a fact of life. Right. You're happiest when you are profitably employed, being helpful, being useful, right. caring, contributing, even at work. And even if it's not kind of personal things, just the fact that you do some kind of work and it really helps. You know, you contribute. You're a part of the solution. And whether it's work like, like you do, talking to people and counseling, when, you, when it really works, when somebody says, wow, thanks, you changed my life, you say, well, that's good. That's a very positive thing because that's, that's what you call success. You see, whereas if you just work and work and work and you don't seem to ever change anybody's life, it's just the same old thing, then it gets kind of like, oh, what the use? You know, I'm not really... So it's, it's not the, 
It's not that the people are giving you something that makes you happy. You're happy because what you've given to them. It's not when they when they say, "Wow, you've you've you know you've helped my life." It's not that they're giving you something. That's not what makes you happy. It's not that they feel that way about that makes you happy. What makes you happy is that you were able to help, that you really were able to do something useful, contribute in some way, even if it's to you if it's your company's bottom line. You know, your company isn't yours. You're just one employee. You know, out of hundreds. But if whatever it is you do, you do it well, and contribute. You feel good about it. It's always about what you can, you know, what you can give. Hmm. Now, when you get a raise, you feel good about that too. <laughs> the company's done something for you. You get a new, you know, you get a new responsibility or a raise or something, and that makes you feel happy, but only for a short period of time. That happiness doesn't last very long. That's a, oh gee, wow, thanks. That's recognition, and you feel good about that, but. If you get a, a promotion, then what you really feel good about are the new challenges and the new ways that you get to contribute and the new growth that you get to develop yourself to take on more responsibility. That's where the fun comes from, not from getting praise or even getting more money, you see? So we're looking at the wrong things. We're looking at the outside world to give our own life meaning. And the only thing that can give your life meaning is from the inside. You have to find that meaning yourself. And you find that meaning not in, oh, woe is me, you know, life is so hard. What, you know, what do I need to happen? If only so-and-so would do this, or if only, you know, that would happen, or if I didn't have such all these bills to pay and, you know, and my income's just gone down and we have all these things. You know, we, we let that, we let our fears run our life instead of looking at what we do have. What do we have that's positive? What opportunities do we have? What people do we just bump into? You see, well, they're just people. And if they can't help me, if they're not part of my solution, then, you know, why should I care about them? You see, that kind of attitude keeps you walled off from the very things that can help you. Right. That, uh, that attitude is building a wall around yourself so you and your misery get to coexist you know, forever and ever. Well, it's that it's the connection with those other people and not what can they do for me, but what can I do for them? Right. And that's where then it begins to turn around. So your purpose in life is really to grow up, right. you know, to get a bigger picture. And the way you grow up is life has to be less and less about you and more and more about what you can contribute, what you can do. And think about children. If you think about kids, you know, four, five, six, year one, two, three, whatever, just small children. When you think about them, you'll see that they are very self-centered. They are at the center of their universe. When they're three years old, you know, the universe starts with them and then radiates out. And then, uh, of course, mom and dad and, and brother and sister, they're part of that universe, but they still see everything relative to themselves. Well, children start with that viewpoint because they have a, such a small worldview. They don't live in a big world. They live in a very small world, you see. Well, we are the same. Now, we are older. We have larger <laughs> bodies. You know, we have jobs now and spouses and families and all sorts of things, but we still have to grow up. We've got to let go of the idea that we are at the center of our own universe, that 
that uh, somehow it's that outside world needs to configure it itself to make us happy. Right. And we try and try to get it to configure that way. We, we manipulate this. We, we go to this place because we want to meet people because we're looking for a certain kind of relationship. You see, all of that self-focused. You almost won't ever find that person that you can have that good relationship for if you go looking for it like that. If you just want to meet people and share and connect and just experience them. What are they what are they made of? You know, what who are they and how do they you know, how do they act? Is there anything you can maybe say that's kind or helpful or or whatever to them? If you do that, then that significant re- relationship will probably fall just in your lap because you're not pursuing it. You're just being you, interacting, caring, open and that's when things happen. As long as it's, I'm planning this. I'm going to, this Saturday night, I'm going to go to the such and such, going down to the, you know, to wherever it is that people my age hang out. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be kind of looking to see who I, if I can meet somebody really interesting because that's what I need in my life. That almost will never happen just because it's self-focused. And what that does is it makes you interact and react in all the ways to make what you want not happen. And mm-hmm. you might think that's a very perverse part of reality that it should work that way, but it isn't. The way it works is that your intent is what modifies future probability. Your intentions rearrange the possibilities of life according to your intentions. And if your intentions are all informed by fear, what you get is what you fear, what you fear. Mm. Right. So you create that reality that's dysfunctional because of your own fear. So the idea is just to let that go. Just interact with people, not with any idea of what that might be. You know, not worried that might be bad or not expecting it to be good or no expectations, nothing. Just interact with people just because they're people and to share is a pleasant thing. It's a nice thing. So if you do that without any of those expectations, without that ego and that fear being at the root of it, then things will start to happen for you. Things will start to go the other way. And then it starts to feed on itself. But if you go the other way, that feeds on itself too. If the fear is what's, is what's driving your choices, then the choices that you get will just make the fear worse. Right. And you'll struggle, which then makes that see that that kind of goes in its own downward spiral if you will to where then your whole life is like that your whole life is the struggle and it's not satisfying and it's not pleasant but if you can go the other way you can get a spiral up rather than a spiral down all you do is start is by just being just being an authentic person and interacting and some people you won't like because you just won't like them and that's okay you know, it's not a problem. You don't have to go back and tell everybody how awful they were. You know, that's <laughs> that's not it. You know, you just don't like them. Well, just don't hang out with them. You know, hang out with the people that you like. And uh, don't have any expectations on what relationship might come out of anything. Right. Be open to all of it. And that's how you, you know, that's how you begin solving these life problems. And that's true, not just looking for significant other, but that's true at work, too. Right. With all your coworkers, if you just interact with coworkers, in a and not in a way of how are you going to get ahead of them, but just interact, be part of the solution. 
then you will end up being happier. And being happier doesn't necessarily mean that you get the promotion instead of them. Right. You see, being happy means that you're giving, you're caring, you're getting that back. Your life is great. Whether they get to that promotion before you do because they are underhanded and they're slick and, you know, they're doing these other things. Well, it's all right. You probably would find out that you really wouldn't want that promotion because it's going to put you in a place that's very uncomfortable for you. Now you're going to be expected to do things that you really don't want to do. So it all works out in the end. So as long as you're true and being straightforward, your, your purpose just needs to be to grow up, just to be open, to be caring. I mean, these are simple things, right? Being open, being caring, not being fearful, not being concerned about what, what's going to happen here. I have to be a certain way so that I make sure that what happens is the best possible thing for to happen. Let all that go. That's you manipulating the world to be in your own vision. Right. Well, your own vision isn't that good. Your own vision is very <laughs> self-centered. So you just want to interact with that world and let it be however it is. So that's the approach. It's just, really hard, though, to let go of that sense of us thinking that we have control over things. Like it really is that peace that we... It's like, well, I can tweak this and fix that and then I'll be really happy. Or, you know, yeah. once you meet somebody, you know, you're five minutes into it, you're thinking, okay, so how would I, how would it sound if I had their last name? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, it's like we so want it. Yeah. Like when we're focused on us, we're like so ready to control and manipulate and tweak and shift and it, it's like exactly. that's our focus becomes so controlled like we're just that's the only thing we're thinking about is how can we fix and change and make this make me right. happy <laughs> right control and manipulate yeah. and the thing is that when you're thinking that way what you're not is natural and open right. Right. and when you're not natural and open guess what you're not as much fun to be around <laughs> You're not as likable. <laughs> you're not as attractive because you're not just honest and open. Right. You see? Oh, there's somebody there who's wheeling and dealing, you know. I better watch out. So it's this idea of control. Yes, we all want to be in control. But this, this concept of control is, is an illusion. You're not in control. Right. You're not in control at all. You see, of the kind of, what, of the way you think that you're in control. The only thing you're controlling when you're trying to manipulate is that you are you are forcing your reality to turn up negative. You know, that's the control you're, you're actually you're actually doing is that you're making yourself less likable. You're not uh, caring about others. It's all about you. That comes across. The people you interact with, they know it's all about you. Well, you'd like to interact with people. And here's one that's just open and honest and shares. And here's one that it's all about them. They're going to manipulate whatever. You know, it's not really, you know, well, what kind of relationship can you have there? You can't really have a meaningful relationship with somebody that's only about themselves. Relationship is about giving. You see? Not about manipulating. So... When you want these things so badly that you want to control, what you do is prevent what you want from actually happening. Right. 
And that's kind of a, a sad truth, right? To realize that when, you know, when you find out what, what the problem is and you find out it's you, you know, it's not that world out there just, just sucks and I never get a break and so on. But the, the problem actually is you know, right here. It's, it's you. That's a hard thing for people to get to. That's a hard concept to, to realize that if you're not always looking out for number one, the fear is, well, I'll be taken advantage of. Right. I'll be used. I'll be abused. I'll be, you know, it'll be terrible. If I don't look out for number one, nobody else is going to look out for me. I've got to look out for me. Otherwise, you know, I'll end up nowhere. And right. it's just the opposite of that. As long as num you're, you are number one to you, then it's always going to be a struggle. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether how successful you are. There's lots of people that have several million dollars in the bank yeah. and they're very self-centered and they're not happy at all. It's, it's not that, you know, it, it, it's not the stuff that matters. It's the relationships. It's the connections. And you can't make connections unless you're authentic, unless you are somebody that has something to give and share rather than somebody who wants to manipulate to make things turn out the way they want. So that's a very hard lesson to do that. Now, being open doesn't mean that you're being stupid, right? <laughs> you can you could be just being open with somebody and they may be just a real jerk. You know, they may not be a nice person and they may be somebody that you should walk away from. Well, you have to realize that. Don't be stupid. It's not like, well... Yeah, I'm afraid. I feel like I ought to walk away from this person. You know, they they kind of a little on the scary side. Well, maybe you ought to just walk away and then reconsider it later. So don't be stupid trying to be open. Right. Oh, being open doesn't mean you put up with anything. Doesn't mean that you you know ex, you know that you let all kinds of dysfunctional stuff into your life. You just let the functional stuff in. You're just open to sharing when people want to share. If they don't want to share and it's all about them, well, then move on. Find somebody else who does want to share, you see? So it's it's that. So sometimes people get confused. Well, you either have to be totally open. Yeah, here I am. Do with me as you will. I just want to please, you know? Well, that's not it either, you see? You still have to have your, your mind engaged, you know, see what you're getting into. There are a lot of people out there who would take advantage of you, but you can't be afraid of that so that you never reach out and connect. Right. Reach out and connect and see what happens. If it's not good, move on. Right. You know, it's, but you'll never know if you're afraid to reach out and try to connect. Right. You know, that's, the, that's kind of the thing. So uh, be open. Be, uh, see what you can give. See how you can help. And just let everything else just fall. Let all the chips fall where they may after that. And just accept that however that works out, that will be for the best. Right. Your life will really be better, however that works out. And even if it doesn't necessarily seem that way in the short run, it, in the long run, it will be. It'll get better. So our purpose needs to basically be about us being authentic and open and connected that's really what our purpose and anything else we do in life whatever our career is whatever we spend our time on that should be the underlying 
focus of it. So, you know, I worked as a physicist doing uh, simulations of things and, you know, doing math and doing physics. And I had fun doing that. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it was it was neat when it actually worked. You know, when you <laughs> built something that worked and uh, you know, it uh, made a difference. Well, then you feel good about that. But you, you know, you can have those moments, but that's just you enjoying the interaction and the connection and what you could give to it. You don't do that because you want everybody else to think you're smart or everybody else to do this, or you want your boss to give you a raise. If that's the reason you're doing things, they probably won't work out. Right. What you're trying to do will be so-so or somebody else will get the answer before you or something else will, you know, it won't work very well for you. But if you have it that you're just trying to do this work to, you know, be helpful and part of the solution, then things tend to work out. So it's our attitudes. It's the way we think. If we think totally in terms of self, we get in the way of most of our own opportunities. We don't grab them. We don't see them. We're so busy, concerned about how we're going to rearrange all the, all the things in our life that uh, all the opportunities just flow on by. We don't even notice. And then we moan because well, there's no opportunities in my life. You know, I don't get any breaks. I never meet any of the right people. That's not the case. Right. You know, I think it's interesting because we often get to this, you know, we're, we're in this place where, you know, okay, so I'm going to back up a little bit. There's, I remember reading a book, it was about indigos and basically it was this young girl. So I think she was 12 or 14 and she, you know, her, she said, you know, really our purpose in life is one the major one is to make a difference in the world. So everything you've been talking about, and, you know, obviously if we have integrity issues with some of the stuff that we do, you know, then we're not feeling we're making a difference or maybe the company isn't making a difference or whatever, but, you know, it's part of how you feel about what you're doing, obviously. And it's whether, you know, you're through your own ideals and beliefs and vision you know, whether you're making a difference. And the other thing was, it's, it's a minor one. So the major one is to make a difference. The minor one is to have fun. And that's the one thing that we rarely do because we are so focused on making this all, you know, it's such a serious, serious thing that we're doing. And, you know, we rarely, you know, we're just miserable. <laughs> like we're just so focused on how to control and manipulate things that we're just not happy. That's true. And even in the make a difference one, you see, I would modify that a little. If Good. you have this goal that you need mm -hmm. to make a difference, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you see, that's not going to that's not going to help you ever make a difference. Right. Matter of fact, if you start out and say, Well, I'm gonna make a difference in the world, that'll probably inhibit you from making much of a difference in the world. Right. What you need to do is just be, follow who you are, you know, again, this authentic thing. Right. And that way will maximize your ability to make a difference in the world. So it's not that you should have this goal that you could look around and say, well, I'm going to, <laughs> you know, do this. I'm going to, you know, all my nights, I'm going to go down and volunteer at the preemie ward and I'm just going to hold little babies okay? right. because that'll make a difference to right. those babies that they're, that they're being held when otherwise they're just lying there crying because there's nobody to hold them. Right. I can make that difference. Well, right. that's true. That will make a difference. But if you're doing it because you want to make a difference as right. opposed to doing it, because it's what you want to do. 
you want to contribute that way. You want to help those babies. You see, there's a difference in, in your motivation. There's a difference in your purpose. One, the purpose is to make a difference. The other the purpose <laughs> is to help these babies. Right. You see, so you have to take things like, you know, make a difference. You have to see how you have to come from that. You can't come from it with your ego. Now it's just another manipulation. I'm going to go volunteer and hold babies because I'm going to make a difference. Right, right. You see? Right. And you're still unhappy. Right. Because <laughs> it's, you see, if you just have this feeling, I'm going to go hold babies because that's really what I want to do. That would be such a neat thing to do, to connect with those babies. And that's why you go do it. It does make a difference all by itself because you're honest and being straightforward and you're very happy about it. Right. You see, otherwise, you do it the other way. You go there just to make a difference. And what happens? Well, you hold the babies. And then you notice that there's some nurses that goof off and they're not actually holding babies when they could, this and that. So now you're kind of, you're negative about that. And oh, yes. You see the hospital does this other thing and that's annoying. And you see what I mean? Yeah. You get into this whole other trip. And pretty soon there you are holding babies, gritting your teeth, you know, about all the awful things that are going on around you. And what you need to do is try to manipulate all those to make them better. Right. You see, you're not really even having fun. No. And the poor baby that you're holding is getting all of this angst yeah. that you have because you're looking around, seeing all the things that are wrong, you see, instead of just being there for that baby. Right. See, there's just a big difference Huge. in your purpose. What's your purpose? Is it to, you know, is it, is it the goal? That's the purpose. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to be a positive change or is the purpose that you're just being you. And if you're just being you and what do I want to do? What can I do? Oh, I could do this. Well, if you do that then just do it, you're just holding that baby because you want to. And it matters to the baby. And oh, yes, you notice that there's other things and some of the nurses are goofing off or whatever, but that doesn't matter. You're doing what you can do. You're contributing and you're going to have a very positive, loving feeling inside of you that that baby can connect to and it'll make a difference rather than you sitting there seething because of why don't more people you know uh, volunteer like this look at all these babies i can't hold all of them and now you've got all this angst and stuff going on and the baby's being held by this anxious unhappy person and how much are you contributing maybe it'd be better if you just let it lie in its crib you know rather than pick up a baby when you're full of angst and, and whatever. So, but it's so true. I mean, that is exactly what happens once we start doing anything. It's like, as soon as our ego gets involved, we have this whole process of, you know, being the best or, you know, <laughs> being the most open or, you know, so we, we all of a sudden make it our goal to, you know, right. change everything and manipulate everything and control exactly. everything. It's it's and, and find the fault with everything. Yes, What's wrong with everything. <laughs> well, because everybody else is the problem. It's everybody yeah, else right. is the problem. Even right? the baby's going to be part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So Price that's exactly much. what that's what happens when you are controlled, if you will, by your fear. When you are when your choices are, you know, run by your fear rather than by your love, by your caring. That's the thing. That's why that no matter how you try to manipulate it, it just won't work. It'll just end up in a struggle. Right. Because you're not coming at it from the right direction. You're coming at it from your fear. 
well, I have a fear that if I don't do anything useful in the world, then I will have failed. Right? This 12-year-old girl told me that, and I agree with her. I need to go do something useful in the world. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll be a failure. So because of my fear of failure, I go out and hold babies. I'll hold, I'll hold them whether they want to be held or not because I'm going to contribute. You see, pretty soon you're one of those people that's part of the problem there because right. you're complaining on the breaks about who so-and-so doesn't do their share and this and that and how the doctors are a pain in the neck and how the administrators never support uh, the things that really matter and on and on and on. And that's the way most people live their lives, complaining, right. upset. Uh, about all the world around them and it isn't perfect in their image you see well it's never going to get any better it's their attitude that creates the problem they need to come at it with a whole different direction let their caring lead their choices not their fear right. so i know what the little girl meant but she didn't quite say it right because she was just a little girl and that's kind of a more complex picture to to think of that way but it's not what you do that matters so much. It's the intent with which you do it. If your intent is following your ego and following your fear, then the intention is not one that's going to lead to anybody to happiness. If your intent comes from a caring, what can I, what can I give here? Not who can I criticize? How can I manipulate the situation to make it better? What needs to change here? and uh, so on but just how can i help it, it is how it is accept it the way it is yes some of the nurses will goof off when they get a chance well just accept that people are like that it's all about them perhaps and maybe they're just really tired or maybe they need a break or maybe they're just lazy it doesn't matter they just are who they are and you be who you are and who you are is you're going to be there and help these little children you see instead of getting wound up negatively about other people not being as good as you. You just have to let other people be however they are. Your boss, your coworkers, whatever. Those people that maybe would use you if they had a chance and so on. You just let them be. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be part of your struggle. Right. There are people that uh, are like that. And they're also in a struggle. And mostly, most of them are trying to manipulate the world to be the way they want it in their view. And you're just some object out there that needs to be manipulated to help them achieve their view of the way the world should be. Right. And that's why they come across as not being so nice to be around. Right. So you see, we're all out there with our egos, all trying to manipulate each other. And then we don't like anybody because they're all like us. Right. And we think the only thing wrong with them is that they're not like us. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then it's, the other it's piece. It's easy to say and yeah. easy to understand, but tough to, to do because we have this tendency to want to be in charge. Yes. We, we want to, to control. And that's one of the kind of big steps in life is to realize that any sense of control that you may have is an illusion. You don't have any control. You're in a world with another, what, seven and a half billion people who all live in their own reality. You don't control any of that. See? <laughs> the only person you control is yourself. And that's, that's where you need to start. There is no control. And the interesting thing is that I found, this was probably 30 years ago, I came to the same conclusion that 
trying to control, trying to make things be the way I wanted was impossible. The image I got was like trying to stuff too many clothes in a suitcase. <laughs> I don't know if you ever tried to do that. But you just need to get a few more things in. But when you open it a little crack to stuff something else in, something else falls out the other side. And it just, you know, as much as you think you're going to find, it just fix that if I got this in and something falls out the other side. So it's just, it gets to be like that. It's not, it doesn't work. You're really not in control. And when you give up control and just be and interact and let other people just be and interact and interact with the ones you like and don't interact with the ones you don't like and just be honest and be yourself, you find out that almost everything that is important to you falls out at your feet exactly the way you'd like it to be. In other words, when you give up the idea of control, you find out you don't need any control. Everything is just fine the way it is. That, that if you try to control anything, all you do is make it worse. Right. And then you realize that that was the problem. Trying to control it just makes it worse. It doesn't make it better. And uh, yeah, that was a big uh, aha moment for me many years ago when I realized that uh, you can't manipulate anybody but yourself. If you try to manipulate other people, you will almost always make it worse. Make the, make, you, know, you try to manipulate relationships. By doing that, you make the relationship worse. You try to manipulate your children. Doing that, you make your children worse. Whatever you try to manipulate, if it's just a thing that you're trying to make it come out a certain way, you tend to make it the opposite of what you want. That's because you're putting energy into manifesting what you fear because most of your energy is tied up in the fear. Right. That's the that's just the way life works. So understanding that life works that way will maybe give you enough courage to say, well, I got this feeling that if I don't manipulate, it's all going to go to hell in a handbasket because the only reason it's even tolerable is because I keep manipulating it. But if you, it takes courage to get by that and say, all right, let it go to hell in a handbasket. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to care about other people and I'll deal. I'll let the chips fall where they may and deal with it as I have to deal with it. Well, that might mean you make some big choices. There may be some relationships that just aren't functional. Right. And maybe they're just not going to be functional. Well, maybe it's time to start other relationships, you see. So I don't mean that you can just suddenly your whole life will become perfect. There may be some, some lumps and changes that uh, have to happen in your life. But they have to happen. Trying to hold something you know, that's dysfunctional and manipulated to be functional isn't really a good plan. That's not really something that's likely to work. So once you get yourself to be functional, you'll see your environment will start to shift around you and everything will get better. But much of what you used to think was awful and terrible that you had to fix, you'll just accept it just is the way it is. It'll stop bothering you. And then it really, you, you know, it's just not your problem. Right. It's just the way it is. You don't have to fix it. Let it, right. let it be. Accept it. Don't let it drive you nuts, drive you crazy, can't stand it. Just accept it. It's okay. People are who they are. Right. So that takes courage. That's yes. why I say in order to do this, you know, in order to, to get rid of fear, you, it takes courage. People will feel very naked and very vulnerable if they're not continually protecting themselves and their interests. 
So again, doesn't mean that you're stupid. It doesn't mean that you, uh, you know, don't look after your interests. You do that, but you don't manipulate others. You just honestly do things. And if it's your interest is like this, then you tell people, this is, you know, my interest is this way. This is the way, this is important to me. It's like that. Well, if they make it so that that's impossible, well, then you either have to deal with it or you have to go somewhere else. You see, that's being authentic. Right. That's tough because we've worked ourselves into all kinds of situations that are mostly dysfunctional. And how do we extricate ourselves from all of that and get more functional? But one of the good things is, is that once you become more positive, a lot of the things around you will become more positive as well. Often other people's negativity that are pointed towards you are just a reflection of your own negativity, your own negativity toward them and towards yourself. Okay. So as you grow up, you'd be surprised how much better other people act as well. So it's your, your growing up really helps them grow up because it takes an, a, a source of, of, um, dissatisfaction out of their life and suddenly they are a lot friendlier and a lot more considerate and a lot more caring towards you you see when you are that way toward them so it's not like you just have to throw your old environment away and go find all new people in an all new environment it's not necessary most of the time most of the time you'll see your own environment will start to heal and start to get better and what doesn't heal you again you accept gracefully that's okay it's just the way they are. Right. It's not the way that I'd prefer them to be, but you know, I'm not in charge. They will be the way they are and I will just accept that and live with it and it'll be fine. And most of these little things are like that. They are fine. They're not that big a deal. They only get to be a big deal when you wrap your ego up around them. And then they're a really big deal. You know, unwrap your ego. Eh, that's fine. That's okay. Learn to learn to deal with that gracefully. But it is true that we really seem to have this, um, it's like, you know, that I always say, you know, stop sweating the big, you know, the small things like that, mm -hmm. that is a perfect title for a book that that book, but, you know, we tend to blow these things up like they're just the absolute worst. And it's just because we want to be right. Like, it's like this thing, this need of, well, I'm right and they're wrong. So therefore, you know, I can't accept it. And it's like, but it's such a small little thing. Like, I mean, if yeah. you really, I mean, really <laughs> just break this down a wee bit. Like if it was you doing the, I mean, it's just such a small thing, yeah. right. you know, it's in the exactly end of your life. Do you really honestly think that you are going to come back and regret something that is so tiny? <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a guy who, uh, this is years and years ago, probably 25 years ago. And uh, he was just, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, three or four months after divorce. Mm. And he was dating this young lady and he really liked her a lot. But there was just a couple of things that just really bothered him. And one of them was that there was this, this some sort of obvious thing, really obvious and straightforward and very logical and whatever. And somehow she just couldn't get it. She just wouldn't agree with him or whatever. Right. And he was asked me, he says, you know, is this like, is this, should I just let this go? Is this just not a good relationship for me or what? And I said, well, look, you have two choices. 
one of two things. You can either be with a lovely lady and have a good relationship with her, or you can be right. Right. But you can't be both. Which would you rather have? A good relationship with this woman or be right? And he thought about that for a little bit and he says, okay, I get it. And yeah, the reason we feel like we need to be right is because we feel inadequate. Right. See, it's back to the fear. We're feeling inadequate. Well, we feel better about ourselves. We feel more adequate if we're right, if we know more. If we, uh, you know, that's why we criticize other people. We look around and say, oh, look, they're not doing it right, and they're not doing it right, and look at that person so-and-so. The reason that we're so negative about other people is what we're doing is saying, I'm better than that. I'm better than that. I'm yes. better than they are. I know yes. the right answer. I wouldn't be like that. You see, it's all about I, 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 and it's that fear that says, you're not much of anything. You're kind of incompetent and don't really, you know, whatever. And that fear is why we put everybody else down and see all these problems and get upset when things aren't the way we know they should be, it's because of our own fear of being adequate. That's how we make ourselves feel adequate right. by our ego asserting itself as being superior in its viewpoint. We know what the way things should be. And it's just these other people who don't get it. You see, so it's just the fear talking. And once you let go of that fear, then it's okay that you don't know everything. It's okay that other people know more or know less and you don't, it's just the way it is. So suddenly all of these things that used to annoy you just don't annoy you anymore. And now you're a lot more fun to be around <laughs> than you used to be. <laughs> so you do affect others. When you grow up, it helps everybody else around you grow up. Right. Or they just don't affect you anymore. I mean, that's yeah. that's the brilliant piece about it is once you can truly just accept everything for the way it is. And again, we're not saying, you know, stay in an abusive situation or right. something that really is against your integrity. And you know it from a deeper place that this is, you know, wrong on other levels. You know, we're talking about the little things that you that we want to, you know put into a microscope and blow them up, <laughs> you know, 5,000 times. And Exactly. And there's this big thing about fairness, you know. Right. That's just not fair. Right. That's oh. not, you know, my husband or my wife always throws their socks and underwear on the floor, you know. They just can't pick them up and put them in a dirty clothes basket or they always yeah. pile dishes without cleaning them, you know, and walk away for somebody else to do it. and. Da, 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 da. It's just not fair, you know, that I have to pick up their stuff or do the fair doesn't exist. It's yeah. just the way it is. You can have a conversation and say, you know, it really would be nice if you pick up after yourself that, uh, you know, you don't consider me your maid. But if they say, well, gee, I don't consider you my maid. I just, just, you know, when I take something off, I drop it. You know, it's just kind of the way I'm, I'll try to do better. But, you know, maybe they won't. Maybe that's just habit. And you ought to think, it, well, how much trouble is it really to do those dishes and pick up that stuff? See, how big a deal is it? Well, it's not a big deal. I could do that in seconds, but it just isn't fair. <laughs> right. It's right. not fair to it's me. It's not fair. Well, all of that is is ego and fear that you will be abused, fear that you won't get all your due, fear that you may have to do something more than you should have to do. See, and all of that, it's not about what you can give. What you can give is just, do it, you know, 
but you can try conversation and you can try, you know, whatever, but not because you're upset, not because, you know, it's, uh, it's such a big deal or whether it's fair or not. Yeah. You just do because you'll probably see there's other things where they pick up the slack for you that you don't even notice. Exactly. You see, Oh, okay. I have to pick up his socks, but I never mow the grass. You know, I never uh, change the oil in the car. I hardly ever take, you know, the garbage out. So there's other things. It's just people do, you know, and it's not like he's going to say, it's unfair. I have to change the oil in the car all the time. Why don't you change the oil sometimes? You see, it's not like that. We just do what we do. Right. And where you see where you can give, give and do it gracefully and cheerfully. This concept of fairness is bogus. It's your, it's your ego. Right. It's your fear is what it is. So you give, as long as you're able to give, give, you know, and you get to the point where you're giving, you know, starts to get in the way of other things, you know, that you can't do the other things you need to do because, you know, you can only give it so much, right? You've only got so many hours in a day and you just can't do all the things that's required. You Then you either need some help or you need to, you know, have some talking and say, I just can't get it all done. You know, and some of it, you know, what are we going to do? Some of it may just have to not get done. Well, some of it will just have to stay that way to the weekend. All right. Learn to live gracefully with that. Not that, oh, I can't stand it. It drives me crazy, the stuff like this. I can't wait to the weekend. Well, that's just your problem. Let it go. You see? So you, you can see how you can solve a whole lot of problems all by yourself just by letting go of that fear and that ego. And as you solve those problems, you'll just help the other people in your life solve their problems. Right. And once they see that you are cheerfully doing all these chores, that'll make them want to actually be more helpful to you. Whereas if you're complaining about it, now it's a struggle. It's like, it's me against you. Yeah. So you against me. You want to change me and I don't want to change and I want to change you and you don't want to change. And now what are we going to do? You say, well, you both just need to grow up. That's <laughs> the, <is> the problem. <laughs> so you're acting like five-year-olds, right? Uh, fighting over a toy. And yeah. that's, that's the answer. So, that's, so our purpose, what is our purpose? Our purpose is just to grow up, to get rid of the fear. And it is just that simple. And that can be played out in whatever you do. Exactly. Whatever you do, there's opportunities to make choices. And if those choices are on the side of love rather than on the side of fear, your life will start to get better. And it'll get better all around. And no, it's not going to, everybody won't use you as a doormat and walk all over you and do this sort of stuff. That's the fear, but it won't happen. It is Everything. the fear. That's totally yeah. the fear, right? That's what everybody thinks. And right. then it's unfair. And then they go back into their story. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So it's, that's just the way it is. So you have to be committed to being real and to being helpful and to doing that gracefully. It's not like, well, okay, I'll do this for you if you do that for me. See, that's, that's not giving. That's a, right. that's a bargain. Yeah. Okay. That's a deal. So now you've got a, a business arrangement. That's not what a relationship isn't a business arrangement. You have to have business arrangements with people you do business with, but that's not the way you ought to look at your relationships with people. It's not a matter of I'll do this. If you do that, well, if you don't do that, then it's not fair. And you know, I'll, I'm going to be unhappy. Right. It's gotta be, what can I contribute? How can I give? And it has to be 
get rid of those fears so you don't have this this ego fairness thing to deal with and life gets a lot more pleasant and it really isn't a big deal you know changing that oil or picking up those socks you know that that becomes trivial it makes no difference and you do it and you're happy to do it it contributes to the you know to the style to which you want to be accustomed so you just do it without being negative about it because you think it ought to be some other way right you know you think she should change your oil or you think that he should pick up his own socks and that's you and your ego just do what you can do yeah and it'll work out a whole lot better but that is the fear if i don't keep manipulating if i don't keep trying to stuff things into that suitcase you know i just it just won't work that's the only thing that keeps life tolerable is my constant effort to manipulate it. Well, that's, uh, that's what actually is keeping life intolerable mm. is that you're constantly manipulating. It. You are your own worst enemy. And that's a, that's a hard thing for people to, one, realize and two, have the courage just to be themselves right. and give and let go of fairness. Yeah. Well, this has been a great show. I, you're probably thinking, wow, is an hour gone by? But <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, wow. I didn't let you get a word in this right, did I? Oh, you let me oh, get one. Oh, yes, I had no, had no chance. You need to ring a bell or something. <laughs> you, you need to talk. You did fine. I loved it. <laughs> That's one of the great things about ha having you on. <laughs> I don't have to talk. <laughs> it's easy, yeah. yeah. yeah all you got to do is wind him up yeah. in a direction and like the Energizer Bunny, it just goes on and on and on. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you can find out more about Tom if you go to his website, mybigtoe.com. Um, he has a forum. He has a YouTube station. Check it all out. He's lots and lots of information. And uh, we're here every month, and it will go on YouTube, and we'll be on my site, intuitivesoul.com. And, of course, we'll post it on Facebook to let you know when it's there. Well, Tom, as always, love having you on the show and uh, great show. Thank you. Thank you very much, Laurie. It's always fun to be here with you. You, you get me going uh, like nobody else. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, these things are very, you know, they're, they're very obvious things, right? Oh, just become love and your life will be happy. You yeah. know? But uh, you really have to get people to see them in the context of their own life. And right. that's, that's really the, the challenging part. The theory is simple. Yeah. The application has to be in the context of each individual's life, and they have to put it in that context, and then they have to have the courage. And I think we can't uh, encourage them too much. Exactly. Whatever encouragement we can give them, I think, is, is probably needed. Exactly. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.